pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day and this beautiful weekend where we honor, Lord God, those that have passed away, Lord God, giving their lives for our country. And we do also honor those that are serving in the military here today, Lord God, in our nation. We thank you for our country, Lord. We continue to pray for our country and cry out for our military, Lord God, for their protection and for favor on their lives and for their families. And we ask you now to bless the reading of your word here this morning, that you would help me, Lord God, again, to just uh, clearly speak your word and, and share this message. Touch the hearts of your people here today, Lord. I know that Many people have plans and many are traveling right now. Those that are traveling, we pray that you would give them safe traveling mercies, that they would enjoy themselves and get to wherever they're going to get to safely and then come back home safely and get ready for work on Tuesday, Lord Jesus. So, Father, bless this weekend. Help us to rest and help us to enjoy the freedoms that we have as Americans in this great country, the United States of America. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said... Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse number 1, the Bible says this. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Now, I believe that all of us... um, here appreciate the freedoms and the blessings that are ours as American citizens and as residents of this great nation. If you agree with me, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Because we do appreciate living in this country and the wonderful freedoms that we have and how God has blessed us in this great country. And again, even with all of the problems that our nation is currently dealing with and even with the apparent differences and ideologies that some of our national, state, and local leaders may have toward the church and Christianity and God and the Bible, our nation is still the greatest nation in the world. Can you say hallelujah to that? Amen, church. Still the greatest, no matter what anybody says. Our nation is still the most blessed nation in the world. And we still see people from all over the world with a desire to come into this country. Because everyone realizes that here in the United States of America, you have a shot at success. You have a shot at prosperity. You have the freedom to pursue and achieve and to educate yourself. And the sky's the limit, really. If you're really, if you're willing to work hard and make sacrifices, the sky's the limit as to what you can do. And it's especially true if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, because if God is for us, then who can be against us, right, church? So the main thing is that God We want God with us and not against us. And so on this Memorial Day weekend, it's important that we take time to remember and show respect to those who have given their lives so that we might be here today as a free and as a blessed people. Don't take this time in church for granted. Last year, they were trying to take it away. Last year at this time, I was preaching to an empty church. It was just me and Julie and Manny and Jamie, and there was nobody here. Just me and my family and Jesus. But now look, we're almost back to normal again. Praise God for that. That's what we cannot take, even going to church for granted, church. We need to appreciate the fact that we can come to church 
and worship our God and come to the altar and lift up our hands and lift up our voices and speak the name of Jesus and bring out the Bible and speak from the Bible. Man, these are precious freedoms and liberties that we have as people. And we need to just appreciate that and not take it for granted. And so because of that, I'd like for those, and I'm not really sure uh, with the limited capacity that we have here at church, but those of you that are veterans, I'm not sure how many of you are, but can you please stand to your feet? If you're a veteran, you've served in our military in one way or another, please stand to your feet, okay? Very, very good. Thank you so much for doing that. And also keep standing, keep standing, because I want to pray for you guys. I want to pray for you guys. Keep standing, please. Now, if you have lost someone in your family because of military service in our nation, would you please stand? If there's anybody here that has lost anyone in their family as a result, you know, there's many soldiers that died in Vietnam, for example, and even Korea, and even in our latest battles that we're having here in the Middle East. A lot of people are hurting right now because they've lost loved ones. So I want to say a prayer for all these families and all of you that have served our country, that God would bring healing and encouragement to them. Could you pray with me, church, just for all of our veterans and all those families that have lost loved ones. Father, in the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves before you, Lord, and we ask, Lord God, that you would bless these families, Lord, both those that have served and that are standing here right now and those that have given their lives, Lord, and those families that are hurting right now because they're remembering their sons or their daughters, their brothers or their sisters, their husbands or their wives, Lord God, that have given their lives, paid the ultimate sacrifice of giving their lives for our country. We pray, God, that you will somehow, some way comfort them in this time of remembering their loss and honoring their loss and giving thanks, Lord God, for this life, all these lives that were given for us. And bless these veterans, Lord God. Bless their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Let's give them one more round of applause. Amen. Thank you. We appreciate your service. Amen. Amen. You take advantage of that, event. You love it. That's good. That's good. So, in our Bible text for this morning, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Christians who are part of the church of Ephesus. And all of the letters, not only the book of Ephesus, but all of the different books that make up the Bible, even though they're written specifically to certain churches, we can all personalize everything that is written in the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation. We can personalize each and every word for ourselves. And here in the book of Ephesus, okay, uh, that we just read, the apostle is urging or beseeching or striving to motivate those of us who are Christians to prove ourselves faithful to Christ by doing certain things. How many of you want for the Lord to say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. How many of you want to hear those words when you see Jesus? Amen. I do. I, I want to be found faithful in my service for my King, my Lord Jesus. And so here is the the apostle is urging us to, to do certain things. So let's read the first verse of our text again to see the first point that the Holy Spirit is making in reference to our responsibility as followers of Christ. It says here in verse 1, it says, As a prisoner, Ephesians 4.1, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have 
received. Now, in reference to Memorial Day, the reason for this particular holiday is so that we can remember and honor and show respect to those who have given their lives defending our country, giving their lives in order for us to enjoy our freedoms the way we uh, and our way of life, giving their lives so that we might be given the opportunity to invest all of our energy, time, and resources to opportunities that are available to us. How many of you are glad that we don't have to worry about someone coming in here, some military people or some police officers coming in here and, and, and arresting us or threatening us or taking us into prison? How many of you appreciate the freedoms that we have here today? Can you say amen, church? We can just we can spend our time and resources dealing with life and and, and goals and, and things that are important to us personally instead of being concerned about how we're going to survive each day. So we, we, we're free to live our lives to the fullest, and we strive to accomplish and fulfill those desires and goals that our Lord has put on our hearts. Well, if we relate this to what Christ did for us in our Christian life and journey, we can parallel this to our responsibility to Christ. For those of us who are Christians, we have to realize that Jesus died so that we might live. Let me say that again. Jesus died so that we might live. Just like so many soldiers have died. Why? So that we could live. He sacrificed Jesus, sacrificed himself so that we might live. He was tortured and humiliated and beaten and suffered through horrible injustice so that we might live. And in our text, the Holy Spirit is speaking to all of us as Christians and challenging us by saying, Jesus Christ died so that you would be free and empowered to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Worthy of the calling that you have received. I couldn't help but to notice that in the last song that we sang, one of the verses of that song says this, you called us out, out of the darkness, into your love, into your light, grace upon grace, beauty for ashes. You come to us, we come alive because he died we live can you say amen church and he called us out out of the darkness out of the chaos out of hell we were on our way to hell and he called us out of that and we need to celebrate that and appreciate that church so that's why it says here a life worthy of the calling you have received we have received this as a gift from our lord you and I who are Christians have been saved by Jesus Christ and now he is calling us out to live our lives in a way that is worthy of that great calling. We have been selected. We have been chosen. We belong to the Lord. Listen, now when my brother, for example, was uh, in, in 68 and 69, uh, there was a draft going on in the United States of America and you really had no choice if you were drafted you had to go into the military unless you wanted to go to Canada or Mexico or, 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 or deal with that kind of issue. Okay, But if you were drafted, then you were obligated to serve uh, in the military whether you wanted to or not. Today, we have a volunteer army. That means that everyone who is in the military is in the military because they made a decision, a free will decision to join the military. And we do appreciate that. Well, I want you to understand something, that you and I who are Christians 
are kind of in the same category. No one forced us to be Christians. Nobody drafted us and, and manipulated us into being. No, we made a decision. We came face to face with the reality of who Jesus Christ is. We came to the reality and understood that we were sinners, that we needed salvation, that we were on our way to hell, and that we needed to escape that. And the only way was through Jesus Christ. And we, of our own free will, made a decision. You know what, Lord? I'm going to let go of my old life and my old ways and my old ways of thinking, and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to choose willingly from my heart to be a child of the king to serve the king of kings to be in the army of the lord it's all voluntary church now god offers this to everyone in the world he doesn't force anyone to come it's all volunteer the army of the lord is volunteer service how many of you are glad that you volunteered for the greatest army god's army can you say amen church so the holy spirit through the apostle paul is saying walk worthy of the calling do what you're supposed to do. You are saved because of Jesus Christ. You are a child of God because of Jesus Christ. You are forgiven and cleansed and justified and sanctified and righteous and redeemed because of Jesus Christ. You are on your way to heaven because of Jesus Christ. The price has been paid. The ultimate sacrifice has been made. Use your freedom in Christ and honor Christ by living a life that will bring glory to God. Don't let your life be wasted. Live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Just like so many have got, have given their lives so that we might live as free people in the United States of America while Christ died so that you and I could live the abundant life. Strive to make your conduct worthy of the gospel of Christ. Stand fast in one spirit. Partner together as believers with your brethren for the faith of the gospel. Stand strong and courageously by holding on to your faith in the face of your adversaries. Keep your eyes on the prize. Let me say that again. Keep your eyes on the prize. Your goal is to get to heaven. Your goal is to be reunited to your Father in heaven. Your goal is to see Jesus face to face. Your goal is to stay faithful to Jesus to the very end so that you may not lose your blessing. Don't trade away your blessing. Don't trade away your birthright. Don't sell out to what the enemy has to offer. Remember what the Bible tells us in the book that we are studying right now on Wednesday nights. Ephesians, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. How many of you can celebrate that you are free today? Christ has set us free, church. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then it says, stand firm. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again, or we use that word on Wednesday night, entangled again by a yoke of slavery or bondage. In other words, don't go back to what you left. It's all vomit. It's all dead. It's all darkness. It all leads to death. Stick with Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus. Stick together with the Lord. Stay faithful to Him, no matter how difficult and challenging life becomes. And it gets hard sometimes. It gets hard sometimes when you want to do what is right and when people don't treat you right and you have to respond with how? What does our text say? With gentleness and kindness and patience. 
man and, ha- and humility, bearing with one another. In other words, God is saying, I want you to have to put up with this nonsense from time to time. I want you to have to put up with people's craziness from time to time. You have to be patient with it. And you have to deal with it. And you have to respond appropriately to it. Because people are full of madness. And God wants us to respond like good soldiers. Can you say amen, church? So Paul is saying, do what is right. Walk worthy of the calling. Do what you're supposed to do. You are saved, as the Bible says, through Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Let me read it again. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Let's read our text again and focus on verses 2 and 3. Listen to what it says here. This is our text for this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. It says, as a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. God was calling out. You and I responded. And now we're in. We are in the game. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. These things are hard to do, church. It's hard to be humble sometimes. It's hard to be gentle sometimes. It's hard to be patient sometimes. It's hard to bear with you and put up with you sometimes. Remember, we're making this personal here, okay? It's hard for you to put up with me sometimes. And if you don't believe me, just ask my wife, Julie. She'll say, yeah, it's hard to put up with Jerry. Yes. Okay? So as Christians... We need to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Don't live your life in a way that will disappoint our Lord, that is unworthy in an unworthy way. Don't live your life in a way that would bring shame and humiliation and embarrassment and ridicule to the church. And listen, if I'm pushing on some buttons, all you have to do is repent. All you have to do is say, God you're, 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 you're touching some of my wounds here. Uh, guilty, guilty, guilty. Well, listen, just say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me and help me to do better. Help me to walk out of here and help me to do better in the way I act and the way I treat people and the way I deal with situations and the way I have to handle life and all of its drama. Lord, I failed. I have messed up. I confess. I ask you to forgive me. But Lord, God, help me to walk out of here with a new motivation and a new passion and desire to please you, my commander-in-chief. I want to read what it says here in Titus chapter 2, because I think this is a really powerful verse. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, listen to this. It says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Remember, God is crying out, to all people, not just to certain individuals, not just to the rich or not to the poor, or not to the educated. No, to all people. The offer to enter the service of the king is open to all people. How many of you thank the Lord that somehow, some way, you were wise enough to say yes to Jesus when he called you? You said yes. Now it's sad because there are others that are saying no. But that's their choice. That's their free will. God can't force them. God didn't force you. 
God didn't force me. We made a free will decision. Now we're here. Now we're in the game. We need to continue to pray for those that still need to make that choice. Because the Bible says again, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. I don't know about you, but I hope that you are glad that you belong to the Lord. You are God's personal, precious possession. We belong to the Lord. Now, please understand this. Understand this very important truth and fact. If you are born again, if you are a Christian and forgiven by the blood of the Lamb, then Christ has already done a completed work on the cross so that you and I can rest in the salvation that is ours in Christ. Did everyone hear what I just said? If you're a born-again Christian, the work is complete. You are born again. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. You're forgiven. You don't have to do anything else or add anything to that. But our Lord is challenging us here that as followers of Jesus, that we, and as representatives of his kingdom, he's challenging us to live a life worthy of the calling that we have received. Let me read the text again. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. It has nothing to do with your salvation. It is all about your service willingly from your heart to the king. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another and love. And if you struggle with any of these, cry out to the Lord. Ask him to help you. We all struggle at, at times with these different characteristics. Verse 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. In other words, do your best to try to get along with everyone, especially within the body of Christ. When you fall, you better get yourself back up. When you fail, you better keep trying until you achieve success. When you fall short, you better keep moving forward, even if it feels like you're not getting anywhere. Can anybody relate to what I'm just saying here? You just keep going forward, even if it feels you're just like just it's just air it's just air you're not going anywhere it doesn't matter you keep your eyes on the lord and when you reach a point where you don't think that you can take any more then you remember the cross you remember the cross and you remember that jesus died for you he gave his life for you he gave his life for me and we need to remember that just like we're remembering today the lives of those that were lost for you and I to be in this nation and for you and I to sit here in this church, we need to remember daily the sacrifice that Jesus did made for you and I to be free. When you reach that point, 
You remember the cross and you remember that Jesus died for you. He rose again for you and he is alive today for you. You remember Jesus' commitment and his promise to you. He said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. He said that he would be with you to the very end. He said that he would anoint you and empower you and protect you and provide for you. Today we take time to remember what so many soldiers did for all of us so that we can be free. But every day we need to remember what Christ did for all of humanity so that through faith in Him we could be free. Again, if God is for us, who can be against us? Can you say amen, church? I think about that um, that movie. I just thought about it right now. That movie, Dunkirk. Have you guys seen the, the newest movie, Dunkirk? Where that he's a Christian man and he's caught up at the top of a hill and everyone else has gone down the hill. All the rest of the... And he's, so he's up there by himself. He's up there by himself, and he keeps going back into the enemy territory, and he takes one 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 uh, injured uh, partner or a soldier, fellow soldier at a time, one at a time. But and he's all by himself. But you know what, church? He was a Christian, and he was never by himself because Jesus was with him. That's a true story, church. That's a true story. And he gives all the glory to God. Jesus was with him, giving him the strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you're in that dark place, when you're in that hard place, when you are in that painful place, when you are in that hopeless place, when you are in that discouraged place, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do it on my own, Lord, but I'm going to rely on you to give me the strength that I need to keep pushing forward. Can you say amen, church? we got to keep pushing forward no matter what the odds, church. Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 through 14. Let me just read some verses of Scripture here. It says this, Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. Our goal in this life is to please God. Strive to please God. Listen, you being in church right now, that is pleasing God. Those of you that are watching online, you're taking time to watch this online. You're sacrificing that time. Listen, this is pleasing God. We want to try to please Him. Now listen, we're already saved. Remember, don't get this confused. Don't get this warped and twisted. We're already saved. He already loves us. He's already pleased with us. But our goal now is to try to please Him. We want to please Him because He's our God. It says here, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 to 12, it says this, You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as the Father deals with his own children. 
encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Again, he has called you into his kingdom. That means he has selected you. He has chosen you. And we of our own free will have chosen to do the same for the Lord. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 says this. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one. Listen, how many of you know that unity is very important to the Lord? And the enemy will use division to try to cause chaos in the church and in our lives. So that's why the Bible is encouraging us to be patient with one another. Always strive for unity. Always strive for peace. Can you say amen, church? And this is important because it's sad how many, how much, how many disagreements there are in the church. In the church. We could understand people in the world, but in the church, God says, try your best to avoid that. Try your best to have peace and unity. Let me read it again. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Listen, church, there's going to be times when you and I will have to deal with hostility, and we have to react appropriately to that hostility. What is Jesus saying to us? Although you are saved and on your way to heaven, use your life to live, serve, and give glory to God, to honor God, to submit to God, to obey God, to follow God, to do something for God. You don't have to be a superstar, but do something for the Lord. Some of us may not have much, but God wants us to take what we do have and to do something with it for the kingdom. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Don't compete with anyone else. Don't even try to be like anyone else. Be yourself. You are free to be yourself. That's what God is saying to us here. Just be yourself. Offer yourself. I have given unique gifts to you that no one else has. Unique looks. Unique fingerprints, unique everything. No one else in the whole world is like you. Just be yourself. Put your trust in the Lord. Be faithful to the Lord. Conduct yourself in the right way. And that is what God is asking us to do as he has called us into his service. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you look at us And you don't compare us to anyone, Lord. You don't want us to compete. This is not a competition. This is not about who's better or who's more important or who's more special or who's more gifted. None of that matters. The only thing that matters to you is that we do our best. And when we fail, we confess. We humble ourselves. 
we repent. And we ask you, Lord God, to give us the strength to do better next time. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We remember your sacrifice on the cross. Next week, Lord, during communion, we're going to remember, Lord God. It's going to be another Memorial Day service for us because we're going to remember your cross and your sacrifice and what you did for us so that we could be liberated from the power of sin and hell. We thank you for setting us free, Lord. If you're here this morning and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. And you want to do that here today. Just lift up your hand. You are not a Christian and you want to surrender your life to the Lord. Just lift up your hand and we will pray. Anyone at all. Those of you that are watching online, I want to give you the opportunity. If you have never surrendered your life to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, if you've never called out to Jesus and asked him to be your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Listen, I read a scripture very clearly in the book of Titus that says that salvation and God's cry for salvation is offered to all mankind, to all the human race. But you have to make that decision of your own free will if you want to serve Him or not, if you want to choose to live for Him or not. And if you're ready to make that decision from your heart right now, I want you to follow me in this prayer. Just repeat this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you and I humble myself I admit that I am a sinner and I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. Save me. I surrender to you and I declare that you are now Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. And today... I receive the free gift of salvation that you offer to the whole world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, let's give thanks to the Lord by faith for those that perhaps have turned their life over to the Lord here this morning. I pray that all of you have a great, great weekend and a wonderful Memorial Day. Those of you that feel led, if you want personal ministry and prayer, you feel free to come on up right now. We'll take time to pray for you and with you about whatever your concerns may be. Amen. God bless your church. Have a great weekend. Remember, no services tonight, okay? No services tonight. And feel free to make your way up to the altar if you need prayer. Praise God.